welcome to From American Presidents to American Gladiators, Thank which you. is still the working title. I am Blaine Zimmerman, your host, and this evening I am welcomed by Russ Slivka. Hello. And Ryan Alwart. Greetings. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, Blaine. Hi, Blaine. Thanks for hosting, as always. Yeah. So, for those of you that don't know, this is an episode that chronicles season one of American Gladiators. It's the podcast that no one knew they needed. <laughs> um, it's what you get after we read 21,000 pages of presidential biographies, mm-hmm. and we decided what other sequential American things can we go through. We've gotten great reviews so far. Uh, one listener said, meh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, you know, everything's going fine. Yeah. So this today is episode three. So we've we've passed the Billy Worth episode. Yeah, that was um, a good one. It was uniquely exciting. So what well, the best part about that is we get to see Billy Worth yeah. again. Yeah, yeah he's gonna come back, right? Yeah. yeah. He's going to come back. Uh, as was foretold. The <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, by the Oracle. End of days. He shall return. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today's episode, episode three. Begins, so I think we're getting into a routine here. I think we're at the stage of known, I don't know, significance, so they don't have to explain as many things as often. Sure. So you start by headshots of the gladiators, Malibu, Lace, Gemini, Zap, Nitro, and Sunny. One thing they mentioned that we haven't talked about before is two of them, it says in the intro, two of them were former NFL players. We know Gemini was one. I'm assuming Nitro was the other. He was. Yeah. He was. Okay. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it maybe been... he was a defensive back or something. Yeah. They they mention it. Joe Theismann mentions it at some point. Well, he the mentions episode. that Malibu is not quite as good at defensive, defensive back, back as you would want, assume. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. But I assumed it was Nitro because Malibu, yeah. who is probably my favorite character in this episode. Unless it was Sunny and we just <laughs> yeah. didn't know. Been. <laughs> what team do you think Nitro played for? I feel like Patriots, right? Cardinals. Mm. The Redskins. The football team, sorry. There you go. All right, so let's meet our contenders for the (laughs) evening. Our first contender is Joanna Needham, uh, which sounds like it's a very specific request for a last name. She needs it. (laughs) She is from Little Rock, California. Oh, Oh, plot twist. And she's a motorcycle officer for LAPD. Yes, she Uh, is. And I looked it up. She was the first female uh, motorcycle officer for LAPD. I also looked it up and couldn't find any evidence of her um, having any negative marks in her record. Okay. uh, Specifically around 1992. Oh, good. That's what I was looking for, yeah. Yeah. Um, Her her name is fun, right? So Joanna Needham? Needham, but Needham is... uh, a town in Massachusetts, I think, like okay. Needham, Mass. And she's from Little Rock, but California. Yeah. Like she's all, all the coasts and in the middle. Yeah. All right. No, that's fun. <laughs> you guys get it. It is. It's super fun. You're right. It's fun. Uh, our second contender. First of all, can we back up just a sec? The instant that she walked out on stage or on their little thing, I immediately thought, and I texted it to you guys, that she looks like an Afghan hound. Her hair. Oh, oh, that's what that picture. Yeah, is she does. Very Afghan houndy. Yeah. yeah. Did you meet any uh, Afghan hounds in Afghanistan? Not the kind you're talking about. 
Were they just called hounds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean hounds? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. We're going to talk a lot about Joanna. Okay. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in there. Yeah. So our second contender is Adelaide McCarthy oh, from oh, San Pedro, California. Okay. She is a graduate from Loyola Marymount University. Yep. That is how she is described. <laughs> <laughs> so she's bringing a lot to the table. Yeah. Um, Great smile. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great yeah, smile. Sure. That's about it. She kind of looked like one of the Charlie's Angels, right? Uh-huh. Not the face John much, Ritter, maybe the hair. John was Ritter? Was she John Ritter? She was had... John Ritter and Charlie's Angels? Was he Charlie? I don't know. No. Wasn't he? No. In the movie? John with, Ritter? With Lucy yeah, Liu? And, uh, yeah. Was Drew Barrymore in that? I think so. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, that's who I'm thinking. Wait, was Drew Barrymore in I think Drew Barrymore well? was too. I don't think John Ritter yeah. was associated with Charlie's Angels in any decade. I feel like it was uh, Bill oh, Murray. Oh, no, he was Three's Company. It he was, was Bill yes. Murray, wasn't it? Okay. Well, hey, look, there were three. John Ritter right? was In my defense. <laughs> Not during Charlie's Angels, he wasn't dead. <laughs> Not the original series, Not but the Not the movie. second one, either. John Ritter died in, like, 2009. Did he? It was later. Huh. It was Charlie's Angels is like, early 2000s. Rip. Yeah. But in my mm. defense, yeah, go ahead. there were three. All right? Okay. So, All right. Fair mistake. Russ is very. <laughs> it, it really. I was trying to remember the name of the, the landlord. Very famous. It, he was, uh, in. If only Andy were, Griffith. He was the deputy. Every Barney Fife. Yeah. Who was the actor that played Barney Fife? Um, oh, he's in a Family Guy. Don episode, Needles. Don Knotts. Don uh, Knotts. Don Knotts. Don Knotts. Yeah. He was from of, Knotts Berry Farm. He was a landlord in Three's Company, right? Was he not? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Second one. He was the second landlord. <laughs> so Charlie's Landlord Angels, number two. The was. movie we were talking about came out in 2000. Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. Wow. Drew Barrymore was in that. That's an interesting casting there. Yeah. Was, Wasn't Bill Murray Charlie in the... Oh, I think the you're movie right. That you right. just said Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah. 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 This is and fun. John Ritter died in 2003. Yeah, Ipso facto, he could have been Charlie. Ipso facto. <laughs> I love when you break out legal Latin terms. Yes. Yeah, it's Juris nice. doctorate. <laughs> so if you remember, last episode was our Detroit episode because both women were from Detroit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Today yeah. is our Houston episode. I think this guy is more fun than Joanna because his name is Brian Hudson. From yeah. Houston. Yeah. And <laughs> I noticed that too. And he is a buyer of office furniture. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Which I am too, theoretically. I have yeah. purchased office furniture right. before. So but not I'm going to start. Does it. I don't know, man. Well, probably not. Yeah. I say it with a distinctly different accent than he does. Yeah. Because he grew up in Mississippi, correct? Grew up in Mississippi. Yeah, no. But, yeah, he mentioned playing football, I think. He played at Mississippi State. Yeah. Our second contestant from Houston via New York City is Hosea Simmons. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. an actor and one-time boxer, mm-hmm. which I wasn't sure if that meant he boxed once. Just once. Or if he was a boxer for a period of time. Mm. I believe it's the second. It's got to be the right second. Right before the show, he married a prostitute, and then he came to onto the show to expose its idolatry and apostasy. I'm sorry. Hosea. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. I even got that one. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. 
As always, your hosts are Mike Adamley, who played in the NFL for a long time. Did he? Uh, well, I mean, he played in the NFL longer than we did. Okay. Well, no, all three I, of us combined. I didn't know that he played in the NFL. Maybe oh, I missed yeah. that. He played for the yeah. He played okay. for the Bears. Even was it? Yeah, that was one of the teams. Offense uh, or defense? What did he do? I don't remember. Okay. The he also was an announcer for the WWF okay. and the USFL and. The Arena Football League, I believe. All right. Um, and then our that other announcer right. is Joe Theismann, who you probably know from the 1981 movie BJ and the Bear. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember him from it, but I remember that movie sort of. He was well, I either... thought that's what everybody knew Joe Theismann from. I think yeah, he obviously. was either BJ or the Bear. Clint one, Eastwood, One right? of the two. Nope. Clint Eastwood was the orangutan movie. Oh, that's... Oh, anywhere... Left turn, Clyde. Crazy but loose or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Russ, you had your hand up uh, a, a couple minutes ago. What what did you have there in your? I didn't like how uh, Houston didn't have any sideburns. You notice Hudson. that? For its, whatever his name is, where there was no sideburns yeah. at all, it was just cut straight back. There's a like lot a of things cut. I don't like. Top of the yeah. ear kind of haircut. Yeah, yeah, it was just straight back. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. There's a lot of things I don't. I think he's full of crap. The reason I was raising my hand because I was going to mention the funk music that they were playing when they just when they were interviewing Hosea hmm. but I don't think that happened I didn't yet. notice that oh. oh wow you might want to go back just for that because everyone else that. has like a gladiators type theme music and yeah. then all of a sudden Hosea is on there and it's just funk it's just the soundtrack to Shaft yeah, yeah. Hosea I think had, did he have um like a, a cleft palate sitch going on I didn't catch that either. Like a little hair lip. They don't exactly have these episodes in HD. Yeah. I mean, his, it could have been from boxing. His mustache oh, was slightly he, interrupted by his... Oh, yeah. It could have been busted in the lip there. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies. Mustache interrupted. <laughs> Clint Eastwood's in that, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. With an orangutan. Yeah. All right. So we're starting with the joust today. Oh, nice. Uh, for those at home, the joust is a 17-foot tall walkway mm-hmm. uh, plank if you will and both the gladiator and the contender are holding on to pugil sticks mm. uh, i love that term mm-hmm. i like it every time adam lee says pugil yeah it's nice they and so they stand up there and they pugil each other uh-huh. until one falls off uh-huh. or one tackles the other and gets uh, disqualified or yeah. falls in the uh into the pit door. of despair just for the guys only though we learned this episode really only no. the, the only the guys have the trap door sitch that's not what it was. The mm. reason we'll talk about that. Okay. There was a reason they didn't undo the trap door on that one. Oh. I figured it out while I was watching it. Okay. It was a safety hazard. Oh, all mm-hmm. right. Okay. So those guys who are on the side, are they the manually pull pulling yeah. the trap yeah. door? I, yeah. So I noticed the dude, he's underneath the like lifeguard stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got his hand on the, the lever. Yeah. Uh, and on that one, like somebody called him off. Yeah. Which oh, we'll talk about. I thought about. they were holding ropes, though. Well, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I do like how Adam Lee, or maybe it's that, I think it's Adam Lee, describes the joust it, like he compares it to medieval jousting, which I like. Even though it's, it's not at all. It's not, not at all like a that. horse. No. Uh, there's not. Lance. Lance. Uh, there are no Suit giant armor. turkey legs. Yeah. There's mm. like none of it. Nothing. There's no like weird flags mm. being draped over the sides yeah. of things. Yeah. People aren't saying, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> It's not like Jeff's at all. No. Have you seen? They used to like put armor on the horse? horses. Oh, right? absolutely! Yeah, yeah, I've seen it like nice on the tail. the heads of the horse. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Heath only Ledger. thing that I can pull from. Was that a normal thing? 
where they would the armor movie? their Yeah, I'm pretty horses. sure most people oh, yeah. saw it. I don't know. You're saying, was it normal for well, people to see a We will stand? rock you, right, in that yeah. movie? Uh, no, to armor the horses. I, I think it would have to be, especially in uh, battle, not just jousting competitions. I think they for sure did it. I, like I, head armor? Why are you putting head armor on the horse? Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if like... You apply it directly to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> head armor directly to the forehead. <laughs> head on. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it back in like ancient Chinese dynasty times. Mao. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Pudril. According to Joe Theismann, uh, the name of the game here is Contact and Courage. Mm. So, Gemini just shoves the Pudril stick. So, as they're talking to Gemini, he shoves the Pudril stick aside and says he doesn't need it, mm. which is fitting because in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, he got disqualified for not using the pugil stick correctly. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the first episode. Yeah. yeah he like He's like, I can get kicked out without this. Yeah. Why would I need that? It's fine. So the tale of the tape for Brian, he's 24, uh, which is wild because he looks 40. He definitely looks like 40, he's, 40 he's a 2023 40, which is a 1981, 24, yeah. 1990. I think that's, um, I mean, any person in like the eighties, late eighties, early nineties in a sitcom no matter how old their character is, like especially if they're in high school or college, always looks like a forty-plus-year-old person. I think people just look older. Have you like? When's the last time you watched a basketball game from the eighties? It's been a minute. <laughs> you should like look up pictures from of like Dominique Wilkins. Okay, oh, he's like yeah. twenty-four. Yeah, and he's he's like balding and or Clyde like, Drexler. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude I looks mean, like he's fifty. Granted, years old. Clyde Drexler did play till he was like forty, but yeah. In the 80s, those dudes all looked like they were in their 40s. And it's like you look at pictures of them, you're like, that guy's 22. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> like, think about any yeah. picture you've ever seen of Larry Bird. Sure. He's never been 20. No. He was yeah. born at 45. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There was a movie, what was that movie Flintstones. with Steve Martin and Diane uh, Keaton? Uh, Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. He's mm-hmm. supposed to be 45. Yeah, he looks he? like he's yeah. 62. Yeah. So Brian's 24. Okay. Uh, he's six foot one and 190 pounds. He okay. is a buyer of office furniture. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. in the tale of the tape. It just says buyer, but we know from context clues that it's office furniture that he buys. I don't understand the market for that. What does he continue on to sell it, or does an office hire him? To consult what yeah. furniture they need. Yes. And then he yeah. buys it. That's what he does. He's that, a middleman. Wow. Mm-hmm. I hope that's all he did for his whole career. Mm. And he just made an industry out of buying yeah. office yeah. furniture. Yeah. So we start the joust. Brian tries to push Gemini back. Like that's his strategy is to yeah. get Gemini into the pit of despair. <laughs> and Gemini essentially realizes what's happening and just kind of like, moves out of the way, which step. causes Brian to lose his balance and he falls over. Ah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's like Nintendo noises. Gemini started off well in that one, though, from what I recall, what? compared to the other times. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he yeah. has historically sucked at it. That's yeah. what I mean. But he actually he he's like kind of historically sucked at all. The, he's probably the biggest liability the gladiators have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like Literally. he's still trying to get his character with each episode. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. He, I, has, I, he has two people inside of him. One is the guy that talks to the camera, and the other is the dude that sucks at sports. Yeah, that's, that's Gemini for Do you him. feel like he'd be a really good grandfather? I wrote that down. 
Like for some reason, I feel like Gemini, as he got older, was Back probably then, a really good grandfather. As he aged, yeah. Why, why do you why. think he'd be a good grandfather? I have no idea. Just the look okay. of him, maybe, or he just does generally. look like he was like probably looked like a dope grandpa. Yeah, especially yeah. if he had like girls, like grandchildren, girls, not boys. Sure, you know yeah. I mean? sure. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, I like it. So. Brian, this is the first time we hear him talk. And oh, man. Boy, does Brian have an accent. Yeah, he does. Uh, and he says, Yeah, he didn't move too well. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> like, it's good. He just, I mean, in his, it was a little bit higher pitched than that because Mississippi accents are yeah. kind of a higher pitched accent. Higher. But he, yeah, he didn't move too good. Mm. So now we meet Hosea, uh, who is 26, six foot tall, and 180 pounds. He is an actor and prophet. And we go straight to a real-world interview with Hosea, where he, he says he's not afraid of anything. He says, uh, we're, we're all here competing. No one is here to kill each other. I've always been small. I, he's just, he's all heart. Yeah, he is. he's all heart. My eyebrows raised when he said, we're not here to kill each other. I was like, what's going on it's here, like, they're Hosea? definitely here to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Joanna. Oh, man. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh. Now it sinks yeah, in. Yeah, got it. Early 90s, yeah. Yeah. L.A. cop. L.A.P.D. Uh, <laughs> wow. So right after he, he says, like, he's not he's always been small and it's fine, immediately gets shoved straight back to the pit of despair. Yeah, yeah. So our score is 30 to 30. And our next event is the assault for women. Mm-hmm. Women's uh, assault. They've stopped calling it women's assault. Did they? Oh, mm-hmm. now it's just assault for women. So it still said not, it in the graphic, though. It no, was like, it came up it and it said assault, and then it, when they said it, they said something like, "Next up, we'll see our women compete in the event assault." Oh, oh. they definitely got a strongly worded Except letter. That's exactly sure. what I wrote down. I yeah. said they stopped calling it this, so they must have gotten calls. Uh-huh. This oh, was yeah. back when people used to call and like leave voicemails about how like Donahue had the Johnson and Johnson people. Donahue. Yeah, I haven't thought of Donahue in a minute. Phil Donahue. He had to create his own, like, voicemail line just because people were calling in to complain because the president of Johnson & Johnson, like, allegedly went on Phil Donahue and said he was a Satan worshiper. Okay. Which never happened. Um, Yeah, that wasn't true, right? No, it wasn't. But they got such a high volume of calls that they had to set up. It was like, if you're calling about the Johnson & Johnson CEO, press (laughs) 6. And then you get an automated message that was like, not only did he not say that on this show— but he's never been on Phil Donahue. Okay, all right. <laughs> and it turned out it was the dude that started Amway that made all the... Huh. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was a fun aside. He was a Satan worshiper? No, no. He was passing out, like, tracks. Oh, Like, okay. getting... It, it was, like, the start of, like, sat- like getting people to be afraid of Satanists in the Satanic 80s. Panic. Like, there was a whole movement in okay. the 80s to be afraid of Satanists, and it was mostly people going door to door or going church to church and passing it out to get the churches to rile everybody up. And then it turned out the guy that was making all the tracks was the dude that started Amway because he realized if he could get rid of Johnson and Johnson, that gets rid of one of his biggest competitors. Wow. Yeah. So that's a a long play. People still use Amway. So 
Uh, but they're business owners. What does um, we do? I think what, they what just. Is, I was going like, to ask the same is it like thing. Vitamins or something? I think no. it's everything, right? Yeah, they it's just everything. Sell. But it's a pyramid scheme. Okay. Yeah, it's right. like um, Advocare or anything somebody from high school's messaged you about on Facebook that you haven't heard from in a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Jewelry, like generic any products, right? Yeah, but yeah, Amway Essential is like a, oils. No, but Amway is like it's normal stuff that you get like Costco. Yeah, it's oh. like the store branded stuff. But just yeah. buy it from me instead. Exactly. Weird. Hundred yeah. percent weird. Weird. Your spot assorted on packs of combs. So like <laughs> the assault. Um, Adam Lee does not demonstrate this time. Instead, no. it's Joe Theismann, in case you weren't sure which Joe I was talking about, talking about each one while the camera and a spotlight is just showing them from yeah, overhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pillbox, and then they have to go to the... Are you a, sure he didn't? Yeah. Because I wrote At the down, very end, he throws a grenade. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And like, then he, he... Yes, he threw it. And then he rolled. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. I think Adam And it Lee didn't lo- explode into glitter. It didn't. Adam Lee really likes to roll. But like, he does. So they did the explanation yeah. of the four, and then it cuts to Adam Lee standing there. And he's okay. like, some people just want to get through, but there's one last station. Yeah. And he's like, throws a grenade and rolls yeah. away. Rolls away from the cover he was already behind. He does. Uh, None of it makes sense. Side note, because this just popped into my head. Because uh, they obviously pre-recorded many of these cutaways that they then inserted into the show later. I don't know we could say obviously about anything on this show. <laughs> I think that there is, because I think my brain was like, I think you've seen that before. In the opening, there's a woman who jumps up in the crowd. She's wearing a green shirt and black shorts. She is clapping like she's at the circus. Like, it's amazing. And I think I remember seeing her again in like episode one and two. So on episode four, I'm going to keep my eye out for her. Okay. Yeah. Huh. There's <clears throat> certainly canned footage, I think, oh, of, yeah. like, of like the crowd. So, anyway, I don't know. I, I've been keeping my eye on the crowd yeah? pretty well. Yeah, because you you're you made he, the you made even the two old guys in this one. Oh yeah, they're pretty great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were they just sitting there like clowning on everybody like the Muppets? Like <laughs> ah, one was wearing oh. a Panama Jack hat. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And every once in a while, the camera would be right behind his head. You would just see <laughs> the the hat. And the other one was wearing a Blaine hat. And I noticed that, like what a Blaine esque. I don't know. What do you call that style with the rope? Rope hat. The, you call it a rope hat? They're called rope hats. He had a rope. I hat. guess that's. I, I guess I should have known that's what you meant because like most of the hats are like yeah. rope hats. Yeah. So the very first contestant is Joanna. She is twenty nine, five foot eight, and one hundred and fifty pounds. So she is exactly my size. Ah. Just for reference, with all her L.A. Police Department experience, she knows how to fire a weapon. Okay. Hmm. Um, she, luckily she... for. Jim and I, Lace is the one firing from okay. the platform. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, you're just full <laughs> you of You guys these. are real slow on the <laughs> yeah. cop jokes. Um, we'll probably get, people are going to be so mad about that. So she gets hit directly after shooting the cannon, which is the second one. So she gets yeah. her first shot off. She shoots the cannon, which I made a note. They called it something different this time. They called it like a burned out building. Oh, Pill, I do Pillbox is the first one. Yeah, and I'd never heard him talk about it, yeah. but I think it's called a burned-out yeah. building. Adam Lee talks about it as like, yeah, like the chimney you would see in an old burned-out, like, it, it's Warehouse weird. or something? Yeah. 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 But, like, I don't remember them talking about that in the first two episodes. Mm-mm. No. They're definitely growing in their, uh, yeah. their color commentary. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or they're naming a lot more things. Yeah. So she goes from 
stage two to stage three, but instead of like making a mad dash for the driftwood, she kind of like takes an, an parabolic arc towards yeah. Yeah. the driftwood, which causes her to get hit by a tennis ball Just at 100 tagged. mile an hour. Yeah. yeah. So now we go to Adelaide. Uh, she is 22, five foot 10. That's a tall woman. And 125 pounds. Yeah, cool. she's, uh, yeah. Like, I recognize that she looks small, but, like, Joanna looks uh, very fit. <laughs> Joanna's yeah, she built. She's, yeah, she's yeah. got broad shoulders. She, she looks like a cop. She looks like a motorcycle cop. This yeah. woman's two inches taller and 25 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. Like, she is a pencil. She has, a like, a an 80s Meg Ryan kind of look to her yeah. in the face a little yeah. bit. Freckles. I'll yeah. have what she's having. Smiley, exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Her profession is listed as college grad okay Mm -hmm. okay all right and i wrote this next part down word for word oh Oh, good i was hoping that you would (laughs) this god just go please my sleeves up on this so in adelaide's (laughs) real world interview i'm so glad you transcribed this i love being a woman it has wonderful aspirations to look forward to in this case life basically you can compete and have wonderful fun what that entails being a boy. You can be friends with them in a unique way. And then, as you grow up into a woman, there are wonderful, you know, I'm just so excited about being a woman. Because uh, then you, you, you can practically do anything with your career. And all that entails with the woman's lib and all that's going on in today's society. Um, pretty much, we have a great opportunity to expand in our society at large and have pretty much anything and I love that chance that I can do that. Yeah. I award you no points and may <laughs> God have exactly mercy what on I thought your of. soul. I was going to get so mad if you made another Amer- like comment about the lady at the, the beauty Amer- contest. Yeah, beauty oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The and Miss South Carolina. Yeah. Yes. I, I immediately, <laughs> when she was talking, I was like, okay, I have to write this down word for word. Um, I'm so I think, glad you did, by the way. I think there's a Hosea one that I wrote up down word for word too, but as she was talking, I was picturing that dude on the stage to Billy Madison. <laughs> like, yeah. What you just said. <laughs> made no, at no point did you <laughs> see the puppy society. <laughs> so clearly she's loyal to Mary Mount's best and brightest. Wow, man. That um, is that is a rambling oh, interview. Oh, man. It and was... the best part about it is, like, as soon as her real-world interview ends, there's, like, a pregnant pause, and then Adam Lee goes, I'm not sure any of that will help in this event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure any of that will help anywhere. No, but, man, does she surprise the world. Yeah. Yes, it's in the shot, her round Universal Studios Hollywood, mm-hmm. she hits the target on her first shot. I don't even think she looked. She just yeah. pulls the trigger. It just so happens to catch yeah. the bottom left corner, correct? First contender in, in, the, in the first three episodes. In the storied history of American Gladiators. To, to hit the, uh, the target on the first shot. Mm. And then, afterwards, they ask, have you ever shot a weapon? This is Adam Lee in a sideline interview. Mm-hmm. Have you ever shot a weapon before? And she says, it's all air pressure, and it's fabulous. The blow. <laughs> and then he goes, well, you'll have to change your name to Annie, as in Oakley. Oh, that's... Oh, gosh. Her name is Adelaide. Adelaide. Adelaide Oakley. No. It's Adelaide... Uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh, I was right. <laughs> you'll have to change your name to Annie, as mm. in Oakley. Was she even a real person? Annie Oakley was, yeah. Mm, I question you. Mm-hmm. 
Can you prove it right now? I mean, we have the internet. Uh, no. Mm. I, I heard no. It. So the score is currently 60 for Adelaide, Adelaide and 0 for Joanna. Okay. Let's move on to Powerball. That's a picture. That is just somebody at like an old-timey thing oh. where they'd get dressed, and then they take one of the pictures, and they're like, we were in the Old West. Annie Oakley uh, was born in 1860 in Ohio. She died in 1926 in Ohio. She was an American sharpshooter who starred in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. Oh, so oh, there's you know multiple what? witnesses. She's the lady that cusses all the time, super dirty in Deadwood. She's supposed to be Annie Oakley. Yeah, man, it's been a while since I've seen Deadwood. Or maybe she's like Might be. kind of sl- written maybe. to kind of be Annie Oakley. Yeah, yeah, that lady's, I like her character in mm. that. Is that the one? I'll be a Huckleberry. No, no, that's no. Tombstone. That's Tombstone. Oh, that's Tombstone. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Deadwood was a HBO series. I think okay. it lasted like two or three seasons, okay. and like it was one of the first HBO shows that was like really well known just because of how much they cussed. Because ah. oh, it's yeah. like because Swearingen, Al Swearingen, he just every other word was the F word or the C word. I like that actor. What's his name? Al Swearingen. I just no. said it. When I was growing up, my parents used to watch like British. I don't know, like yeah, mystery like, shows. He's mm-hmm. like James Avery when it like he's yeah. like a legit like Shakespearean trained actor, and he's he this was. like super foul mouth guy. <laughs> he had this TV show where he was the lead character, and it was called Lovejoy, and he was called a divvy. Do you know what a divvy is? I don't even know if it's a real thing. Like in golf? No, it's it's a person that can um, naturally tell if an antique is genuine and like. When it's from by like, I don't know, touching it. Like an antique roadshow guy? Yeah, but like uh, at a like uh, almost a magical level. Wow. Like he can intuit about them. That's so weird. And he would solve mysteries while doing that. Ian McShane. Yeah, Ian McShane. Ah, okay. He's really good. Was it because they were haunted? I don't think so. Did he like touch them and he felt (laughs) the spirits and that's how he solved the mystery? I can't remember if when he touched it, he like had a flashback to like some of the Wednesday, like the the history of the table or something. I don't remember. But it was elsewhere. You watched this growing up? Yeah. That explains a lot. It sure does. (laughs) Sure does. Little nine year old Russ with a beard, (laughs) just bald beard, watching a British mystery drama. Shane like summon things out of antique roadshow yeah um so adam lee calls powerball the yeah. immovable object versus the irresistible force and then theisman rambles on for a while about which one's immovable and which one's irresistible yeah. it's like some producer told them to be like hey here's this newton's, one's boring riff on it yeah here's yeah. newton's third law of physics uh talk about it <laughs> and like, okay got it yeah, yeah. check do you feel um, like there was no second takes on the show ever like i'm watching the money Watching like what's her name's interview, Adelaide, Adelaide and yeah. it's like they're just no. I bet you they talked to her for the hour, and that was the most coherent thing <laughs> or she said. They were in on it and be like, "We're gonna." 100% I I do use this. like kind of believe like Ryan's theory that the producers were like, "Let's let's find out how stupid we can make." This <laughs> oh movie. yeah, because there's no way so. that woman was that dumb. Yeah. There's no way she was rambling. None of her sentences were sentences. With each other. Yeah, or were sentences. Yeah. We find out before Powerball that Brian led Mississippi State in tackles and interceptions in 1985. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He says, I've always been competitive, even playing penny poker. P 
Peony poker. Peony poker. Peony poker. Peony poker. poker. Even when I played peony poker, I had to rewind it, and I was like, what is peony poker? And I realized he was saying penny. Penny. I wrote P-E-E in N-Y. P-E-E-N-Y. Even while playing peony poker with my family. (laughs) And then we learned that the gladiators can't tackle the competitors, but they can knock them to the ground. Yeah. Which... There's a word for that. It's called tackling. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's a really hard tackle in Powerball. I think uh, is it Nitro delivers on Hosea. Somebody. I think mm-hmm. it looks really painful. I mean, mm-hmm. he goes down like on the arm, and it yeah know, yeah. Peeny poker. Peeny. I think that the gladiators are just all resign themselves to like there's one way to do this and one way only, and that is the follow method. Mm. Um, yeah, it's three mm-hmm. on two. Yeah. Yeah. It's where like they keep track of the gladiator cycles and know like at specific times that's when you go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Just like that. So Hosea tries following him, but he just like kind of loses interest in the entire game very quickly. Yeah. Wasn't Brian the one that they just both the gladiators just decided like this guy yeah. is our guy. And they didn't really pay attention to Hosea, but he lost such interest in the game it didn't matter. He's like, I'm out. They both get like five balls in. Brian had a uh, like an amazing stop where he put on the brakes right as he was reaching the boundary, mm-hmm. like somehow stopped his forward momentum and then tried to do like kind of a reverse dunk mm-hmm. on the oh, wastebasket. Yeah, but, but then Hosea's ball knocked his out. Well, his hand, Hosea's hand, was, was still was? in there from dunking the ball. Okay, into the basket and then yeah, so it was our, still in there. Our score is ninety to ninety. Um, it's tight. And with the end of power, by the way, did you guys watch this on Pluto TV? I, I did. There are so many commercials for family ties. A lot of them. Which, which feels of like. I got all of them. It feels like you're watching American Gladiators live. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> like, it's like family ties, the Adams family. Yep. Um, Is that Michael P. Keaton? Is that his character? Michael Keaton. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. It's Michael J. Fox's character. Yeah, but is it Michael Keaton? Alex P. Keaton. Alex, Alex P. Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Thank Alex. you, thank you. There's lots of commercials for Family Ties, mm-hmm. The Adams Family. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. What? And uh, K-Pop Hour. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. A lot <laughs> I of K-Pop. Didn't get any of those commercials. Really? And if I'm understanding the commercial correctly, there is a Family Ties channel. Ah. On, oh, like, it's like, you can catch it nice. any time of the day it's on nice. the Family Ties channel. Yeah. Like, in case, because that's what we needed, was 24 hours of Family Ties all the time. Was Family Ties pre-Back to the Future? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It oh, was yeah. before. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because he's, he's like a teenager in Family Ties. And his dad... Yeah, kind of like the salt and pepper beard. Yeah, he kind of looked like uh, like a short-haired Bob Ross. Hmm. Okay. Michael Gross? I always got, growing up, Family Ties and... Um, Growing Pains. Growing Pains mixed uh, up. Yes. The one with, what's his name? Alan uh, Thick. Alan Thick. Alan Thick wrote the theme song to Growing Pains. What? Show me that smile. Oh, show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We know when the end. Near the end. The, the best, best is ready to begin. begin. Oh, as, as long, long as we got each other. We can take anything that comes our way. I don't know why Michael McDonald. Darling, you and me, we've got to be the luckiest dreamers who never dreamed. 
We'll have to add that to the playlist. What if you don't the know, there's a playlist on Spotify from Presequential yeah. Podcast oh, yeah, made by cool. my friend Randy Placencia. Oh, man. Uh, and it is the parentheses unofficial, in parentheses, Presequential Podcast playlist. And it's, it's every song we've referenced or Gosh, sang. It's amazing. Uh, but the original version's when not did, did he, on the Washington episode, decide I'm going to do this? Or did I he don't think so. listen so to he, it and then went back? So yeah. he texted me on like a Friday evening. And he was like, I got a new thing in the works. <laughs> I should be able to tell you about it in about four days. Okay. And I, so he is a real estate agent and like has a couple of businesses who never has time for a wife well no i no no he's happily married no real two, estate two novelist. daughters son on the way yeah congrats he uh it. he uh you caught the billy joel joke yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. the uh harmonica guy yeah or darth vader with his helmet off I, so i thought it was like some project he was doing for work or okay. something like that that yep. like may have because he said i think you're particularly gonna like this so i was All like right. oh he must have like i don't know i getting into some real estate deal of something of interest of me. Yeah. And, but it piqued my interest. So the next day I was like three more days. Mm. And then went Wednesday morning, I was like, do I get to learn about this tonight or tomorrow? Like <laughs> you didn't yeah. define your four day window. And then later that evening, he just sent me a link to Spotify. Whew. And <laughs> it's incredible. It really yeah. is. Yeah. To my understanding, he did take like that Tuesday off work. He was like, I'm not working. I'm just going to work on this. Wow. <laughs> he would have had to he, gone through you, each episode, gone back and re possibly do that? He must have listened to it on Let's, like three times speed. Yeah, yeah, that's I would assume that. But couldn't you do the thing that developers do when you're searching for something? You start it halfway, and if it's not there, go back. Or if it's there, go back to the a board. smart way to do it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that Where, called? He, I don't remember. It's where you narrow down the scope of what you're searching for by yeah. first searching for the first half. Okay. And it could be in there. And if not, I forgot what it's called. Huh. So wow. it's another way. It's also, we've learned, Russ and I learned, there was a guy that got his bike stolen, but he was a developer. And they were like, there's no, the cops were like, there's no way we could look through all that tape and find your bike. And he was like, okay. sure you can. It's simple. Like security tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, you take the length of the security tape and you look at halfway. And if the bike's still there, then you go to 70%. Okay. And then as soon as the bike is gone, you have your window of time you have to watch. Got yeah. it. Okay. So you're narrowing down your yeah. windows of time you have to watch. Well, to your friend, Randy Placencia, thank you. Yeah. And you can find that playlist on our Facebook page. I believe we shared it on Twitter as well. Uh, but Randy, thank you for all the work you put in uh, for us and your fellow listeners. It's time for Powerball. Yeah, it is. All right. Oh, man. This is a fun game. I forgot yeah, about this yeah, until Rusty picked it up. Yeah, I saw oh, it on man. the floor. This is exciting. It is exciting. Okay. So for those of you at home, we've created our own segment called Powerball. Mm. I have an old uh, bingo roller thing mm-hmm. with uh, bingo balls in it. Looks kind of like a little uh, mouse thing that like mice would run in. Yeah. And it looks sure. like mini Hamster Whopper M and M's in there. Whopper, oh, yeah. Whopper, mm-hmm. Whopper, sure. Whopper. Raisinets, the, maybe. A little bit more Whopperish. So yeah. each yeah. Ryan and Russ, much like the Powerball lottery system, will yes. pick three balls, and each ball has a random fact mm-hmm. associated with it. Okay. So, Russ, please. Not associated at all with American with Gladiators. Life. Just a random fact. Correct. Well, I mean, it could. I haven't read yeah, all the facts. That's a good point. That's a good point. Russ, what did oh. you get? I got I. 22. Uh, the Netherlands is so safe, it imports criminals to fill jails. What are you talking about? Wow. Huh. Like they don't have... They don't have... Enough criminals to fill their jails. 
So wow. they bring them in. So they've had a steady drop in crime since 2004. Way to go, Netherlands. They've closed yeah. uh, 23 prisons down since 2014. And to help mitigate the uh, job losses this has created, they will import prisoners such as like from places such as Norway uh, uh, yes, to fill their prisons. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Either way, have you ever seen a, a nether? A Dutch prison. I was about to try it. <laughs> Another landian. Yeah. Uh, I never have seen a Dutch no. prison. No. It may not be the Netherlands. It may be one of the other Nordic countries. But they're like they're real nice. Yeah. They're like oh. they. I mean, it looks like IKEA. <laughs> like, I mean, they're they're trying to attract people. Like to I've go seen there. it, and yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. Oh, I could do crime. I could do time in <laughs> that prison. Like it's very relaxing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Second. All right. Uh, can you just roll for me there, Russ? No, it's he's. Oh, he's, it's, oh, he's got two. I'm sorry. I thought we were Very alternating. Well. My bad. Uh, when you were talking about the Netherlands, uh, second president John Adams came to mind. A lot of time mm. over there. The Hague. Yeah, yeah. I was in IKEA the other day. <laughs> IKEA is Sweden. Oh god, I know what you mean. Oh, oh, it's gone forever. Roll another 73. one. Oh, you got it. Okay. Oh, okay. seventy-three. All right, oh, 73. I love that you put all these facts together for us and our listeners, Blaine. Thank Don't you. Don't mention it. Sorry. <laughs> it really was nothing. Just all in a day's work. In the 90s, North Korean... Oh, my gosh. Here we go. In the 90s, North Korean teachers were required to play the accordion. What? Require Like, to play it in class or know how to play it? <laughs> required to play... Hold on, I gotta get there. Required to play... And just I want your initial reaction to that. I mean, I feel like that checks out. Why, why would that check out? Why would the accordion just, in North Korea have just a, anything to do with each other? A wacky command from a, uh, a North Korean uh, totalitarian figure to be yeah. like, you're going to play the accordion. Or he, maybe he really liked polka music. Could have been. Could've been. accordion is known as the people's instrument mm. because its convenient size makes it ideal to take on marches. And when I say known as the people's instrument, I mean in North Korea. For years, the accordion has been taught in North Korean schools. It, it's no wonder why they were teachers were required to pass an accordion g- exam to get the job. It's a very European <laughs> instrument, though, isn't it? Like when I think of an accordion, I think of like Germans. Think, <laughs> when you think of polka music, you don't think of North Korea. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the people's instrument. Now, an accordion march. Just imagine what that sounds oh like. My God. And because it's so compact. Yeah. Like, that's They're the most not, compact uh, instrument. It comes in its own little case. That's true. Yeah, the squeeze box. I, the people's instrument, man. They must love Weird Al Yankovic in North mm, Korea. They probably don't know he exists. Probably oh, can't, can't how get could him. they not know he exists? Can't get if him on like, state TV. Mm, if they celebrate the accordion there, they're <laughs> celebrating Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Accordions are really cool. If you've, uh, like, held one played with it's like the bellow system and then you've got the keys on each side and you can change different effects and stuff it's cool My it's like a, what's it. the scottish pipes bagpipes it's like mm-hmm. a bagpipe piano right because that's like bellows similar yeah it's a bellow instrument mm-hmm. yeah all right next okay that all right is, that was 073 that is crazy. all right so dutch prisons you know we should start doing north should start selling lottery tickets for this oh, i to love get it free merch i love that. so every episode if you win <laughs> Like you have your numbers. Yeah. And if you win, we'll send you a shirt. Okay. B15. I just remembered that you were a bingo caller uh-huh. uh, growing up. How old were you? Teenager? When he was Shabbating? Yeah, I was like junior high. It had nothing to do with Shabbat. Um, Did you roll on no. Shabbos? What's it called? Gomer. Gum. Uh, something Goy. 
Goy. Shabbos Goy. Shabbos Goy. No, but it, was, it wasn't a Jewish Gomer? nursing home. <laughs> no, Gomer that. was... Hold on. Gomer no, was... No, Gomer no, do not. Gomer wasn't. <laughs> you do thinking, not say that. You're thinking of Taft, what he was called? No. Oh. Gomer no. was... Hosting. I know who it is, Ryan. I really want to say it. I did too much research for you to ruin that for me oh, right now. Okay. I'm not ruining anything. <laughs> We're talking Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Now I gotta relook at the Used to sing at the 500. <laughs> what number was it? B15. B15. Mm, B15. There's One a five. bridge exclusively for squirrels. Blah, blah. <laughs> there is country? a bridge exclusively for squirrels. Uh, I think it's in Utah. Uh, uh, wow. Hold on. What, Let me... what does, like a. That's what do you weird. think about it? Like a little one it's that goes make over sense. a, a it's creek? Gonna make, or it's going to make sense. Like a big one that like opens oh, no. the boats. It's also in the Netherlands. Uh, of course. <laughs> so it's for the squirrels to not get hit by a car. So it goes over uh, one of the... Okay. Uh, oh, it's a squirrel overpass? Yeah, over a, a highway. They call it a motorway. Or, it it costs 120,000 pounds to make. And <laughs> in the first two years, it was only used by five squirrels. It, in 2014, three squirrels... And in 2015, two squirrels were potted, spotted on the bridge. God, that's my... F- that's So that is so 40,000 pounds per squirrel. And there's a squirrel spotter. There has to be if they're like yeah, monitoring be, this thing. Well, they have to monitor it so no other animals can cross it. It's only for squirrels. The Dutch did this? hmm Wow. It's over I, in 44. I want to know who is the person that I should have like, made that the fact for 44. Who was the person that was... 44. That was advocating for it. Like, I don't know. It's the Dutch, man. No, but <laughs> that era. person must have said, like, there's hundreds of squirrels so being killed in this roadway. In this I don't region, need right? to build a person bridge. advocating for it. It was probably a group of people. It was the Squirrel a, Union. A murder of Dutch. <laughs> the Squirrel Union. Those guys are nuts anyway, though. Oh. What's yes. your number, Ryan? Uh, 061. Three Musketeers bars had three flavors until wartime rations made it too difficult to access vanilla and strawberry flavoring. What? Three Musketeers used to be the like off-brand ice cream that's in every like random person's fridge? Wait. What? So you're saying when... Oh, Neapolitan is what you're thinking of. Yeah. It says that it had three flavors until wartime rations made it too difficult to access vanilla and strawberry. So Chocolate's already in it. Three flavors in one bar or th- like a I think there would have been like, vanilla. oh, give me that strawberry three musketeers. I don't think so. Oh. In- I hadn't. I was just thinking like when you bit into it, it looked like Aquafresh. Like a Neapolitan. Okay. Good Aquafresh, Aquafresh reference, by the way. I haven't thought of that in a long time. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do, man. Okay, uh, wow. Three what Musketeers. Was the last we talked about go. the Three Musketeers in the last episode. We did. We did. Uh, Oliver Platt. Porthos. Yeah, Porthos. Thessalonica. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Artemis. Yeah. And uh, yeah. D'Artagnan. Was it, Artemis? was it Artemis? She was in uh, It's Always Funny in Philadelphia. Arthas. Ar- Ar- Pat. <laughs> yes. Okay. They, they came so in three stupid. breakable. 1932. <laughs> three Musketeers. They're called Three Musketeers because when they were made in 1932, Uh they came in three breakable pieces. They were made for sharing between three people. There was different flavors in each bar, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. Hmm. They had a slogan called All for One and... What? All for One or One for a Couple of Others. That's dumb. That's a dumb slogan. That's dumb. It naturally lent itself to All for One. It was 1932. They didn't even know all the words yet. Yeah, 32, that was around Depression time, too, so... When was the Musketeers written? I think it was like 1700s, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Is that old? Could have been 1971. I really like that idea, though. What's that? 
where they they have the bar where it can be segmented into thirds, and that's like why that they call well. it. Yeah, you yeah. Share it. It's nice. Friends or not? Yeah, we could it. have a three musketeers bar right now, and we'd each yeah. have a very we'd eat, we'd all three be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eighteen forty four. Alexander Dumbass. Well, he's French, so I think it's Alexandre Dumbass. <laughs> I twenty one. I twenty one. Roosters have built-in earplugs. Oh, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because they because of the uh, cockadoodle do. Mm-hmm. The cacophony. Because it's loud. Okay. Well, is it that, like a flap? So yeah. they is can reach 140 decibels or louder. Uh, it's very loud. Yeah. Reachers have found that when a rooster opens its beak to crow, its external auditory canals close. Wow. Hmm. That's pretty amazing. It's like a, um, have you heard of a nictating membrane over an alligator's eye? Nictating? Is that when the alligator's breastfeeding? (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) Nictating. When they go underwater, they have a third eyelid, or a second eyelid that covers their eyes so they can see underwater. What? Where does it? Really? Mm-hmm. Nictating. So gator goggles? Yep. Yeah, they like gator goggles. Gator yeah. goggles. Yeah, like, a gator goggles. Like, a like a film. I didn't know that about roosters. All I right. also didn't know that they were that loud. I mean, I know they're loud, but not 140 decibels. That's... I don't have any frame of reference for decibels. Do you know that different countries have different words for a rooster's crow? Like how we go cock-a-doodle-doo? Like, look up, look up rooster crow words different languages. Okay. Because I remember, but they it's what they say is cockadoodle do. I've seen for us. No, when look you it up. listen to it, look it up. Uh, look it up. <laughs> I don't know. Remember when I learned this? Kai Kai Licky. <laughs> what Kukle- language is that? <laughs> uh, Danish. The Dutch uh. say kukleku. Okay. Kukleku. Cocorico. Cocorico. Yeah. Kiki Giri uh, or something. Uh, Russ, uh, Ku, Ku, it's only spelled different with a C and a K. Does that mean does something different in Hebrew? C and K? C and K? Do C and K mean something different? Do they different? sound different? No, they both sound like Ka. <sighs> well, for some reason, so then it's Ku, Ku, Riku. Ah. Uh, so like you Ku, Ku, and then you run it back. And then you do it one more time. You Riku. You Ku again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Any cockle do? Have you heard that before? That's a fun one. Wow. No, I haven't. And our last, uh, or is that your second to last? N thirty four. Oh, this isn't surprising either. You actually, maybe you've seen this. There's an encrypted monument outside the CIA. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Um, what does that mean? In the artist, like it, it's encoded. No one knows how to solve it yet. What's the name of it? Like Cypher or Crypto or something like that? It's not Crypto. Okay. I can promise. Oh, it's a, it is. Cryptography, right? <laughs> is it Crypto? It's, it's Cryptos. Yeah, Cryptos. Uh, K-R-Y-P-T-O-S. Yes. Sounds Roman. It's outside Greek. of the headquarters. Jim Sanborn made it. It's four inscriptions, three of which have been cracked. Oh. Uh, but the fourth is still a mystery. Okay. Really? It's like a bronze sculpture, isn't it? And he actually, in 2010, gave a clue the letters N-Y-P-V-T-T are an encryption of the word Berlin. Okay. So, like, I think he was hoping somebody would figure it out. And nobody's figured it out? Like, with Well, the I don't internet. know when this article was written. Oh, okay. Was he, like, a cryptologist or something and an artist? You would think that an amateur artist could not make things up that would stump the CIA's 
uh, I don't know, they're a professional cryptologist, amateur yeah, yeah. artist. Interesting. Okay. It doesn't look like in 2020 it's still been. Yeah, in 2020 it still hadn't been decoded. Okay. Wow. So, and I'm not going to do a whole lot more research. That's so okay. that was Powerball. There you go. Accordions in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans. And that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful. Housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation. And you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities, browse the current open job openings in these communities, and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Welcome back. Uh, it feels like we've been together for a million years. It really does. Women's cannonball. <laughs> kind of like... You when... said that like you were calling someone to like the plate at like a, a community softball game. That's, you know what? That's what I'm going to change my character into that. Uh, so <laughs> women's, women's cannonball. cannonball. <laughs> where Adam Lee? What do you think about this, Mike? And Mike says it's kind of like Tarzan. But waiting on the other side of the vine is not Jane, but something much more formidable. (laughs) Yeah, he even went so far as to say, like, the actor's name who played Tarzan. Yeah, the original. I was like, Adam Lee, what are you doing? Wasn't it Errol Flynn? No, it wasn't. It was like, oh, man. Same thing. Peter Pan, Tarzan. Uh, They're given from the rich, taken to the poor. Yeah, that's what Tarzan is. It's got to be your. It's got to be your bowl. All right. So our real world interview with... Joanna, usually when I walk up to the car, they say, I've never seen a woman on a bike. And I say, I'm the only one. They've done a couple specials about it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, and this is, she looked like she was like a biker chick too. Now, I, in my mind's eye, when I was watching this, I took took the Mm -hmm. giant Afghan hound-like hair away. Mm -hmm. And she had a very tight, like high and tight cut where I'm like, she could she could certainly sport that as well. Yeah. And she was very well spoken mm-hmm. in her interview. She was also you could feel the confidence coming off oh, the yeah. screen. Oh, in yeah. that moment I was like there's no way this woman loses yeah. this. Game. Adelaide's going to get crushed. Like she's just like lean back, got mm-hmm. one arm up on the seat and she's like, "Yeah, when I pulled dudes over." Yeah. They're like never seen a chicken on a bike and I'm like, "There's specials about it. Mm-hmm. You should watch them." <laughs> um yeah, I bet she went into the force just for the. Because mm. I feel like she came from like a biker family, mm-hmm. and she joined um, the force just to be. Like, she was a warden get, at a Dutch prison. Chip. Yeah. Oh, chips, chips, chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chips was an acronym, was it? California not? Highway in, in, something, uh, interstate, patrol. something patrol. interstate patrol, in, yeah, in, right. interstate patrol yeah. system squad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So Joanna is already two for two. Mm. Adelaide is already 0 for two. Okay. Not surprising. Not surprising. Uh, Joanna sends Lace flying off. She is the first woman to go for three for three, and they didn't even mention it 
even though they made sure to mention in the first episode, the very first person that ever does it goes three for three. And they're like, that's the first person that's ever been three for three in Cannonball. Yeah, but true. they don't even mention it for Joanna. Gosh. Adelaide, as she's standing at the top, holding the rope, she looks like she's like, this isn't going to go well. Nope. Like, she kind of looks at the camera and's like, Dah. and like, maybe she thought yeah. we were going to see the first two. Mm. <laughs> but she just kind of grazes off lace. Yeah. Um, to our score now, Joanna is leading 100 to 90. Okay. Still pretty close. Yep. Our next event is Breakthrough and Conquer, ah, where yes. we will see the executioner for the first mm-hmm, time mm-hmm, as he mm-hmm. is the referee yeah, on yeah. the side of the um, football field and yep. wrestling ring because these two things should be side by side. Mm-hmm. Jose is up first, and Nitro wants to reject him from getting into the end zone harder than Gomer rejected him, and he picks him up and removes him from the field. Like, quite literally mm-hmm. picks him up and removes him off the field. Well I like um, this is a joke that I kind of understand, but really don't. Okay. I got it. I know. It's nice. I like it. He then rejects Malibu out of the ring, similarly to how King Jeroboam II rejected <laughs> Yahweh. Oh. So. <laughs> you went so deep. Yeah. Into, like, <laughs> into a minor prophet book. <laughs> that's a band. Oh, man, that's funny. This is why you were telling me not to say Gomer or anything Gomer about Gomer. Gomer was his prostitute wife. Yeah, she Brian was. was also signed by the Raiders as a free agent, we find out. Oh. That's a segue. Okay. Um, so he does a nifty little spin move for the touchdown, and then he easily gets rid of uh, Malibu. Yeah. Yeah. I made a note that I think Billy's the only one that hasn't successfully broke through and conquered. Hmm. Because oh, he ran out of right. time. Yeah, that's I right. I think everyone else has. Okay. Oh, no, well, no, yeah. Hosea didn't make the touchdown. He did not make the yeah, touchdown, yeah. but he did take out Malibu. Uh-huh. He, did. he went. He, they, he, he rejected knew that, him, like King Jeroboam II right. rejected Yahweh. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, <laughs> Malibu came in for the shove. He kind of blocked it, and then he just drove him underneath, like grabbed his legs and pushed him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can't wait for the Malibu uh, um, cannonball story. I, I really <laughs> noticed... So because I, I wrote down uh-huh. weird arrangement of shapes on Malibu's outfit. Do oh, you notice that? Okay. Yeah. Like on his shirt, it's just like a... Trapezoids and such. It's like trapezoids I and some that. parallelograms. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Pay attention. There's not like a lot of them. There's like five of them. Okay. And they're all okay. just different weird shapes. Uh, Brian says, I attributed all those moves to my high school days. Yeah. When you look at Malibu, you really don't have any thoughts besides, hey, this guy's big. <laughs> that's a good brian yeah hudson hudson yeah hudson, brian. Hudson. hudson so brian's now leading 190 to 120 over okay. hosea oh. uh we once again don't see the swing shot we still yeah. don't oh, know what yeah. the swing shot is i wonder if that's a made-up game that they're i don't know anyway they ahead. also don't show the score of the swing shot they just say the swing shots happened hmm. and now the overall score joanna is up 195 to 175 man that's a tighter race than I would think it would be between the, the two ladies. I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. So now they're jousting versus Zap. Okay. That's the one-legged. Zap, yeah. Fist up in the up, up in the sky, then pulled very crisply yeah. down into a bicep flex. Like a trucker horn. It mm, hit me yeah, as yeah. Joanna was standing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blow your trucker horn. Yeah. 
it hit me. It was jo- Joanna was standing on the, the joust platform. Mm-hmm. She's probably done this before. Oh, yeah. Oh, with yeah. the pugil stick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, she's going to win, isn't she? Yeah. And she does. She just straight up dominates. Like, yeah. it starts, and she just starts pummeling Zap, and yeah. Zap, like, does not want any piece of it. Yeah. Um, so Zap loses, which might be the first gladiator to lose non-disqualified like i think the gladiators have historically Uh, dominated this event what if (laughs) go ahead when you said joanna's probably done this before i imagined like two motorcycle cops like at the academy (laughs) (laughs) that's how they joust jousting at one another (laughs) jousting with motorcycle with armor on front of the front of the motorcycle (laughs) yeah yeah and a steel horse the the motorcycle has a helmet for some reason (laughs) i like it yeah i like it russ yeah that's nice adelaide has no chance uh she gets shoved back straight away and i did want to talk about that so you talked about how the um trap door didn't open it was because when adelaide got on the trap door yeah zap had one foot on and one foot off okay so if it would have opened she probably would have been pretty injured yeah or it would have been very hilarious yeah would have been so zap says i love revenge and I got mine on the second contender. And I don't think that's how revenge works. No, it's not. It isn't, Zap. <laughs> and also, why do they call her the Terminator? Oh, uh, it's just she weird. She be the Revenger. Yeah. So now Joanna's opening the lead. She's up 295 to 210. Okay. So we are now on to Assault. And Nitro is there. And yeah. I caught the crowd booing him. And oh. you could see him recognize oh. it on his face. And he was like... He like mm. gives the international sign of what's going on with both palms towards the sky. Yeah, huh. and you could there. It wasn't the whole crowd, but they intro Nitro, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're just going to try to make him a heel. Yeah, like oh, everybody yeah, hates all the time. Hmm. I mean, because like he starts he to be confused, and then he realizes like, oh, and then he just kind of like welcomes yeah, the booze. Okay, um, I didn't even notice that. Hmm. So but this is where I noticed Panama Jack and Ropat. Okay, so Brian's our first up. And there's a camera directly behind the first uh, gun. This is excellent. And the very first tennis ball that is shot absolutely shatters the lens of that camera. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's terrifying. (laughs) The ball comes straight into the middle of the camera lens, and it is just shattered. Goes over his shoulder and destroys the camera. He then, when he stands up, trips over the gun he just put down. Uh Yeah. And obviously gets hit by a tennis ball while laying down. So, Hosea. Uh, in his real world interview, they asked him why compete. And he said, I like sports and now I'm acting and it's not physical enough. I like to hit and I like getting hit. It's like Ali or Joe Frazier. I just want to do it one more time. Hmm. I wonder why he likes to get hit. (laughs) I wonder if he's Ali or Frazier in this scenario, in his head. That's a good point. I think what he was saying was he just wants to get out and like, yeah. Compete one more time. When you said Fraser, I thought Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. What was his dad's name? Doesn't Marty. Marty. I don't know. Yeah, so Marty. some of the rocket launcher shots like barely yeah. come out of the gun. Mm-hmm. He hits. Oh, and his was one of them. Yeah. Like, but he hits the target with the cannon, yeah. which yeah. is called the impossible shot. I think, is he the first one to do it? With the cannon? Yeah. yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. that thing, nobody can shoot it. You're shooting it blind. Burned out building. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. when I called, yeah, it said they called the cannon. He shot it from the burned out building. Yeah. It looks like if you were in the woods and came upon like an old pioneer cabin that had just all burnt away, but the chimney's still there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what you're behind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. But not bur- all of the chimney. No. 
Brian Bullshit. has 190. Hosea has 180. So the women's Powerball, based on bat body language, it really doesn't feel like lace like zap. Mm. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, there's like, probably some backstage tension. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the ones. It wasn't Brian. They purely target Joanna. And they decide they're going to put two bodies on Joanna oh, yeah, at yeah. all times. And is which, it it's Sonny and Zap, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it Lace and Zap that go after her? Sonny and Zap. Yeah, Sonny's not really active in this episode. You don't really see a whole lot of Sonny. She always that looks was confused. You that was because that? the camera she was does. focused completely on Joanna getting double teamed the whole time. Meanwhile, Adelaide's <laughs> running around getting balls in all the hoops. Like, nobody's... <laughs> Stop it. Nobody's paying attention to her, and she makes a comeback... Um, it is now 340 to 300. You said double teamed, All right. balls in, and come back. Yeah. All in the same sense. You can't expect Russ and me not to regress into eighth graders. Uh, 340 for Joanna, 300 in Adelaide for Adelaide. The men's cannonball, ah. both are now one for three. Uh, and Brian sends Malibu absolutely flying. Like, he gets hit. He goes full, like, both arms and both legs going straight forward as his back goes backwards. It's like Guile getting knocked out in Street Fighter 2. On his way down, he knees himself in the head when he hits the ground. Like, he hits, like, neck first, and his knee hits him in the head. And the announcers are immediately like, Malibu is bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they show it again, and it is a full force, two feet. It hits the top of the pad, so it goes through, and he connects with both feet directly into Malibu's chest. It goes full. (laughs) Yeah. It's like his shoes almost get knocked off. And we will, don't worry. Be here in a bit. Talk about Malibu's reaction to that, but okay. Malibu gets replaced by someone named Bronco. Just out of nowhere, <laughs> so, random dude, Bronco. Bronco, yeah. <laughs> Forgot about Bronco. And I'll tell you what, the Bronco gets busted. Yeah, yeah, he did. Because Hosea just oh. knocks him off. Yeah, uh, which is essentially in this. Like, if you remember, Bronco is on a seventeen-foot high pedestal. Mm-hmm. So you could say that. Hosea was divorcing him from the Northern Kingdom. There it is. Oh my God. What do you think Joanna thought when she saw a white Bronco up there? (laughs) (laughs) That might be the most I've ever seen Russ laugh. That was so good. That was so good. Oh, God. So we now have a 10-point game on the men's side. Brian has 250, and Hosea has 240. And it is time before we get into the Eliminator for our Eliminator. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sweet. All right, so I've got three questions here. Okay. I'm going to read the question. This may be too easy for Ryan. Okay. I guessed... I'll tell you why once we're done, but... It may be very easy for Ryan. Oh, it's it. more Hosea stuff, isn't it? So in this, I'm going to ask three questions. Once I ask the question, I'm going to give the options. And uh, in this first question, you have to pick out who is the correct answer. Okay. Who pinned the term minor profits? Hmm. So you know what the minor profits are, right? Like you're familiar with the concept? I mean, I'm familiar, but maybe the people in the audience don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Who pinned the term minor prophets? Okay. St. Ambrose, St. Augustine, St. Peter, 
St. Benedict or St. Joseph? It was either Ambrose or Augustine, I think. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with out of the gate. I'm going to go with Ambrose. I'm going to go with the other one. It was St. Augustine. Okay. Augustine. Okay. People say it differently. So Russ we wow. are, is back okay. on the board. Russ is leading okay. one to nothing. Congrats, Russ. Well Today, I think... Yeah, Ryan won the first one to nothing. He only got one point out of a possible six. <laughs> Not saying much for either of us. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough, though. It was Billy yeah. Worth's IMDb. So That's right. <laughs> Which of the following is not one of the 12 minor prophets? So there, there's minor prophets, and there's major prophets, and there are books of the Bible. And there's yeah. this, obviously there's 12 minor prophets. I think there's five majors. Okay. Augustine yeah. is the one that actually like penned the term yeah. in, in like the 4th century. <laughs> Zephaniah, Malachi, Ezekiel, Micah, or Habakkuk? Which one is not? Which one is not a 12 uh, minor prophet. I think we should probably start with Russ. Yeah, let me go first this <laughs> go time. Ahead, Russ. Go ahead. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Ezekiel. I too think it is Ezekiel <laughs> that is not a minor prophet. Yes, yeah, correct. correct. Yeah. Oh, and it is one to two. Wait Russ leads. I'm coming at this from no knowledge at all. And I, I believe it's just the size of them, right? Like uh, all the minor yeah. prophets are like a chapter or two. Yeah, and it's like Ezekiel's like played. 55, and there's you know, like aliens and multiple Isaiah, Jerem- I, angels, and there's a pyramid and yeah. the ball and wheel the sky. with eyes wheel, on it wheel with eyes yeah ezekiel jeremiah isaiah and there's another one that i'm anyway anyway yeah, yeah there's yeah, 12 yeah. of the minor ones is out zephaniah malachi micah and habakkuk samuel are all habakkuk. Samuel might be a habakkuk. is that with an x or a ck habakkuk. h-a-b-a-k-k-u-k mm. habakkuk yeah Got habakkuk yep. Yep. two strikes jim neighbors famously sang back home again in indiana mm-hmm. and was also gomer pile Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. So, also a Hosea reference. Nice. Uh, what movie was he not in? Oh, okay. okay. All right. This should be good. Give us the options. Or movie, or actually, I think these are all TV shows. Shows there may be that some he was movie, not yeah. in. Okay. The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Sonny and Cher's Comedy Show, Cannonball Run 2, Matlock, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, or Take Her, She's Mine. What was he not in? Cannonball Run 2. That sounds very made up. Uh, Cannonball Run 2 sounds very made up. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right. He had to be in the best little whorehouse in Texas, right? That seems, he definitely seems like a character. What it was seems he like not in that? Like a cameo bit part. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say Matlock. Russ is correct. Russ oh, went no. three for three today. Damn it. He was not in Matlock. I threw that in because Andy Griffith is Matlock. Ah, uh, And yes. so I thought you might. He was in Cannonball Run 2 with Joe Theismann, yeah. actually. Wow. Wow. And there was definitely a Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When, when you said that, Russ's face was like, you think it's made up? I, I've never <laughs> seen Cannonball Run or Cannonball Run oh, 2. Well, right? Joe Theismann's in Cannonball Run 2 with wow. Jim Neighbors, who's uh, Nim Jabers, I think. No, he's Pomer Guile. That's Guile. his name. Pomer Guile. Isn't Jackie Chan in Cannonball Run 2? Isn't he one of the Asian gentlemen in the... Well, I mean, he is that. He is the, that. Normally. Yeah. Now, what would we all be? <laughs> so I we think were, he would be that in the movie as well. If we were all Pomer Giles, you would be Zane. Zane Blimmerman. Yeah. I mean, that's taking some liberties, but yeah. Russ, you would be Sluss. Sussel. Rivka. Sussel Rivka. Sussel Rivka. I know somebody that calls you Rivka. Snake Pliskin. <laughs> 
<laughs> he doesn't like he just knows like he anytime he texts me about the podcast he's like dude i lost it when snake plissken said this <laughs> i would be uh all in ryart rywart all in that sounds that's weird no. ours are better thanks so the eliminator <laughs> uh snake i think plissken. that Snake Bliskin, cool. yeah. Snake Escape Blisken. from New York. Escape from New York. Escape from and LA. LA. I think this is the closest eliminator we've had. One is the women's side is 40 points. The men's side is 10 points. They don't this time say how many seconds they have to make up, which sucks because it's easy. It's helpful knowing. Yeah. It says they have to make up so many points, but they don't say the seconds, so it's helpful knowing. Yeah. We start yeah. this. We see Malibu again for the first time. We've learned he's received stitches. He comes out in sunglasses. This is certainly a cutaway after he's had the stitches taken. Well, yeah, out. because yeah. he takes them off when they reveal he's gotten stitches. But, but you don't got... see the stitches, right? Uh, there's Which is a weird band aid. There was, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's why. This so, is an excellent quote. I hope you wrote it down. Oh no, I got it. Okay, yeah. good. Oh, good. 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 My kids got mad because I kept having to pause it. Well, <laughs> he says, they "Well, dude, it's like this. I saw this guy coming, and I took the most excellent hit of my life." Next thing I knew, I was on the beach, taking in some cosmic rays, getting healed by Mother Nature. Take a little brewski, holiday onto a wonderful babe. <laughs> but I'm fine today. I'm a child of Mother Nature. What do you expect? Uh, and Adam Lee goes, <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. But also, like, multiple days happened? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, he must have gone into, like, another Concussion realm. land. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think Malibu was concussed as well? Nitro's that, like, I've been there, buddy. That speech really lent yeah. itself to concussion protocol. Cosmic rays. Little Brewski holding on to a wonderful babe. <laughs> He's a child too. of Mother Nature. <laughs> At the very end, Adam Lee's like, okay, well, glad you're all right. He's yeah. like, yeah, he child won't be of in this Nature. one. We're going to see Bronco again. <laughs> and then he's like... Right on. Or like he does something at the very end. Gives the hang loose sign. Hang loose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, they never say how much Adelaide has to make up. Okay. Joanna just straight dominates this course. She really does. She's mm-hmm. moving so fast, no one even throws a medicine ball at her. So yeah. you roll the ball up Sisyphus Hill, mm-hmm. run across a beam while they're throwing medicine balls at you. Yep. And then you have the rope where there's a rope on your feet and a yep. rope above your head. Go across that. You take the swing for life. The swing for life. On a rope over a wall, which is going to come into play. Yeah. Over and then wall. you have to serpentine tackling dubbies and yep. pick one of two walls, one of which a gladiator is behind uh, holding a large pad. Yeah. Joanna, she <laughs> gets on the swing for life and starts to lose her grip on the rope and smashes her entire body into the wall. Yeah. Like um, face, face first. first. <laughs> face first. And this wall is maybe four feet tall, four yeah. or five feet. It's not tall. It's not a tall wall to no. get over. And she just slides down the rope and just goes right into the wall. Yeah. yeah. They make the joke that Joanna lost 25 points for damaging the wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The Adelaide gets absolutely destroyed. She also lost 25 points for, I think, like holding on to the medicine ball as she went by. Because they showed the score as 465 to 420, and then they made a correction as though we needed it, that she only had 395 points, which I guess could come in if they're going to the points for the last quarterfinal position. Do you pay any attention to the points at all? No. I'm super glad you do. (laughs) I write them down every time. I don't, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Brian has 10 points a 10-point lead. We don't, once again, know. 
how many seconds has to go by. But he gets hit, Brian does, by two different medicine balls and doesn't fall off the beam, yeah, which is amazing. incredible agility, like a yeah. mountain goat. Yeah, yeah, like a mountain goat. The Mississippian mountain goat. That Mississippi mountain goat. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what he was known as in college. So Hosea... <laughs> Office um, furniture buying. Yeah. Hosea goes through the same maze Brian did. Mississippian mountain goat. That's what they call it. No, everybody yeah. knows that. Mountain goat Hudson. <laughs> so Hosea falls into the pit and uh-huh. loses 25 points. And when he gets over the wall for life or the swing for life... He goes through the same serpentine Yes, yeah. Brian did. He picks the same side. So obviously there's not a gladiator there because Bronco was already there. Oh, Bronco. And so I he thought, Bronco like, my time there. is done. And he goes through, and he just yeah. goes through the paper that he already broke. So he lost another 25 points for that. So there's more lost in that, uh, those 50 points than Israel lost uh, over the course of his time as a prophet. Brian wins 430 to 335. Yeah. That is episode three. And then uh, and then yeah. they show you who's going to be in the next one. Uh-huh. They don't tell you who. Yeah. No. But it's it's an interesting looking bunch. But they, they showed like backstage too. So oh, after yeah, Joanna hits the wall, they show her in the green room with uh-huh. all like the contestants from the first two episodes yeah. and the next oh, one. That. Which makes yeah. me think that they had to have shot them on the same day yeah because ursula was making fun of her ursula was in it yeah. yeah i i must have thought the episode was over and shut no. it off during a family ties commercial turn it back on it's pretty cool it because, is because uh, they're all just sitting there hanging out in like a green room and it's very 80s furniture it's oh, fantastic yeah. like there's flowers on it yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. maybe it was frosted glass by the mississippi mountain goat <laughs> <laughs> oh man i could have um, got you a better deal on this couch yeah what that's what he said to the producers. Oh, oh, yeah. How much you get this couch for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how much you get this couch for? Peenies. Peeny. I can get it for you. Peenies on a dollar. <laughs> Peenies on a dollar. <laughs> oh, this is a good time. And, uh, it is a good time. We're glad that you are <laughs> with us in this journey. If you are just now joining, uh, we read um, 44, 43 presidential biographies. We sure did. You need to go back to... Uh, George Washington's episode to get to the point where we are now, which is really fun. I, I love and the game. It games. won't make any sense on I love how the we got to that this. You've, uh, you've inserted into our uh, time together, Blaine. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. I do my best. I like host Blaine. Thanks. Yeah. I like host Blaine. If you like this, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash presequential, and you can get ads early and ad free. If you would like to sponsor the podcast, let us know. And I hope you're enjoying what we're now calling from American presidents to American gladiators. Yeah. We will see you in a couple weeks. 